Welcome to IT Visionaries, created by The Mission, your number one source for accelerated learning. Welcome to IT Visionaries. As we wrap up season one, we'd like to thank you for your support and for joining us on this journey. Season one covered a lot of topics and trends from the world of tech. Some of the most fascinating topics included the future of work and blockchain technology. We also found out from more than half of our guests what it takes to be successful as a CIO in today's business world. And with all these great topics and trends, there was one that stood out the most from this season. That topic was citizen development. Citizen development has proved to be a valuable option and one of the critical solutions today in solving the many challenges in the fast-paced world of tech. In this special edition of IT Visionaries, we wanted to share with you the best segments of citizen development from some of our guests. IT Visionaries is brought to you by the Lightning Platform by Salesforce. The Lightning Platform is a leading cloud platform that makes building AI-powered apps faster and easier. With Salesforce, now everyone is empowered to build apps for their organization. Learn more at salesforce.com slash buildapps. Let's start with our time at Dreamforce, where we spoke with Zach Gray, the CTO of MS Companies. Zach shared with us how MS Companies is using citizen development and the fantastic results they have seen from it. Yeah, we, we kind of stumbled onto citizen development by accident, I think. We, we were in the process of ramping things up with Salesforce. We wanted to build more. We wanted to do more. We didn't have the people to do it, and we didn't know where to find those people. And we identified some key people within the organization who maybe didn't have a tech background, but had an interest in tech and knew the business well, we're able to give those people a chance. And that's kind of how we stumbled onto it and then had some success with it and just kept rolling from there. What kind of business functions were those folks in? We had people in data entry teams. We had people in finance teams. We had people in low-level management jobs that, that ended up moving over into citizen development role. And what was kind of that profile that you were looking for? Was it just folks that were excited to do it. It's funny you say that. the The type of person we we're looking for really had a lot to do with desire and kind of the willingness to jump in and try something. The other things that we're looking for: logical thinkers, people that could draw what they were thinking on a whiteboard, on a napkin, at least explain what they wanted to do. Those kinds of people tended to lend well to that citizen development. The first projects we started with with citizen development all around data entry. So one of the being, like I talked about the size of our company, what we do, one of the big things that was a big problem for us, obviously, was gathering data and specifically timesheets for our company. That's how we do payroll and it's how we do invoicing. So getting timesheet information into the system is very, very important. It took about 15 people to sit and process timesheets every single day. Wow. in order to make payroll, in order to make invoicing. So that's kind of where we started. We had one of the guys that was doing a lot of that manual entry that had some ideas. So project from there was he came up with some ideas about how the process should work, built some things in Salesforce to kind of help gather that data. And then the then our dev team jumped on top of that and kind of took it from there and became bigger and bigger and bigger until we had a fully automated solution. From buy-in... I think the problem needed solved and everyone agreed that the problem needed solved. So how I did it 
no one cared. <laughs> so, and I think from, you know, after that, obviously we could talk a little bit more about how we did it and how we got there. But at, at first it was just solve the problem. After that, the next step was to, to see if we could find more, just if we had more people within the organization that could do something similar and then promote it. There was some apprehension. There, there's always this, any growing company, there's always a struggle for resource. And at first it was, how do, how do you handle that, right? And, and, and then we kind of had to balance it at first. And then we started setting aside time for that sort of thing. Some of our best citizen developers had really great success in that it started out as different parts, you know, citizen developers in different departments throughout the business. They started out their careers with our company doing administrative tasks, different number of things. Some of them were so successful that they progressed into going through Trailhead, getting training through Salesforce, becoming certified developers, and really came a long way from their initial job with our company. When it comes to governance, I think... Early on, it wasn't much. I mean, we just kind of figured this out. Let's be agile and let's adapt to things as they come. People have good ideas. Let's roll with them. Not all ideas are good ideas, or sometimes ideas are good and execution is bad. And so that's where I think governance comes into play because you have some citizen developers throughout the company that maybe have a good idea, but don't have the capability to implement it well. And so then we started having a little more oversight from some of those certified folks, some of the IT professionals who'd been doing this a while. And anytime we had a citizen developer come up with an app, it would go through a review process before it goes into the actual production environment. The idea of citizen development grew once a few people were successful. And I don't know that we intentionally pushed it out there. Probably something we could do better, actually. But I think people saw success and saw what they could do. And so the people that were good at it went and tried it, or the people that had passion to do it went and did it, went and asked. And then we'd set them up a place to play, a, play, a sandbox, they could go develop things, and then it could get reviewed. I think the future of citizen development, I mean, we're still learning to think that we've got this completely figured out. We don't. But I hope it grows. I think different parts of the business are getting more used to it. And I think it's actually a great way for us to recruit. We've got the ability to show people that we're bringing in, maybe right out of school, that here's what a path could look like. Here's some success stories of some of the other people that, yeah, maybe first off when they first get there, their job is one thing, but there's a path to go do what you want to do if it's something different. Also at Dreamforce was a conversation we had with Sudhir Sura of BMC. Sudhir told us what BMC learned with citizen development that helped create their governance model, which is essential to citizen development. When we started citizen development, uh, we started first with, within my IT department, outside of the Salesforce team. And we would like to see if we can leverage some of the Oracle, Java, .NET developers and see if I can increase my team's capacity to deliver. And that's how we started. And, and the, one of the objectives also to make sure that we use them as you know our you know, kind of initial developers, citizen developers, to get the feedback on our governance model. And that way we, we can also try it out and before we expand the large business unit and we get the feedback from my other developers. I mean, we, we did learn a few things on how we you know want to make sure that we make it simple for business to request for a citizen app and we want to make their life easy to, you know, to go through the governance model. And so we kind of fine-tuned the governance model to a lightweight 
So you know, we encourage people to come forward for uh, application development from business. The first application, if I remember, it was a time off application. Today, and it's a lot of our employees when they have to request for a time off, and the managers have to approve. They have to VPN into an application that's you know back, sitting in the back office and, and request it, and then the managers could not see you know who is on PTO and what to how to approve it. So we said, you know, I think. This is a good use case, and one of the actually business person said, you know, he came up with an idea that I can develop this application, and then uh, we gave a sandbox for him, and then he developed, and we went through a couple of iterations, and we were really surprised to see how you know innovative you know, ideas he has up on approvals, and looking at the dashboard. So that was our first application, and we felt uh, you know it went very well. We've been in Salesforce for ten plus years, but citizen development platform for two years now. We have about sixty plus applications already. So, if we look at historically, we uh, some of the IT projects and the pipeline that we have. Sometimes, some of the items is just the prioritization, also not just the development team. The prioritization takes precedence, and then some of the requests from business are taking more than two months. You know, business is saying that you know I can't wait for two months to get a small thing done. And I think that's when it stuck for us that we can get while we are working on the project without you know impacting the low priority items. We can extend it to business. Our finance department they have a lot of Excel applications, and they needed help, and and they are not able to you know go anywhere and get the help needed before. Now with this citizen development, basically they came forward and said, you know, hey, I want to move my applications there. So it does two things for us. One is that we you now have the visibility to those applications because you don't have right. visibility for Excel exactly. You know? yeah. And then we also minimize the business risk because if if they leave or something happened to them, you know, we don't have the data. Or the application, you know, in the inventory. But now having it in Salesforce platform, uh, it's an enterprise platform, and we, you know, my team manages it. So if somebody decides to leave, or you know, those applications are no longer used, I can still have the you know access to the data. I think we have noticed that people now started thinking you know out of the box, and they come up with innovative ideas nowadays. So it's not like we are coming with business requirements. Sometimes it's as simple as in, hey, I have this problem that I go through every day as an employee. And you know, here is my idea, and you know, they feel that you know they're contributing to the you know the employee experience in general. So I think we felt that a lot of people are coming with so many ideas, great ideas. So we decided to have this what we call hackathon every quarter. So that's how we encourage our employees to come up with their ideas, and then build it in a couple of days. And our executive team is actually voting them and and moving them to production. You know, at the same weekend. Jamie Smith, the CIO of the University of Phoenix, talked to us about how the school got started with citizen development and why more involvement from employees has led to bigger and better ideas. So it, it varies a lot by the department and their readiness. So we started very intentionally with a, what's called a business operations group. They're kind of one degree away from being a developer anyway. They're already in Salesforce. They might be the admin. They might be that super user. So starting in that, it doesn't look like such a dramatic shift. If I was just pulling, you know, people out of finance that are now I can't close the books because I had to fix these bugs in this other system, that's that's a much bigger lift. So we've intentionally started there. I think as the wins are much more visible across, the other leaders are going to want to say, "Hey, boy, I have a big backlog too. Why can't you know? Let's 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 get some of that." So I think that's really important is starting, you know, with kind of that three foot putt, if you will. 
maybe maybe fear is too strong, but we're we're having to transform. It's like the change management aspect of it from a people perspective, and so now many more people are going to kind of see behind the curtain, understand development, which is a great thing. But it's only going to increase the like they're going to have more ideas and more backlog. So it just kind of creates the fact that the flywheel has to spin faster, and it makes you realize that it, we're never going to be fast enough. This is a lot faster, and it's great. We're still not fast enough, and so we have to be a little bit more ruthless on you know, throwing out the hundred bad ideas for the one great one or the good ideas too, right? There, there's a lot in that pile that are probably really good things that somebody would want, but what's the one or two things we can focus on? So this, this has the opportunity to kind of diffuse that focus a little bit because we can do more. And finally, Joanne Osofsky gave us her perspective on citizen configuration and how it helps speed up production and innovation. You know, on our own environment, we allow, of course, citizen development within Salesforce as well. And I guess I don't necessarily consider it citizen development as much as I consider it citizen configuration, because especially with SaaS type products and a SaaS environment, certainly on the Salesforce platform, we see where our business partners have the capability to do configuration, analytics, reporting, and just they don't have to come to IT for everything. And that speeds everybody up. And I think it's turned into a really good thing where we have the governance, we have the controls, but our business partners are able to configure as they need to, report as they need to, analyze as they need to, and get their day jobs done, which makes it goodness for everybody. I think the challenging thing at times can be you do need some level of governance. And you also have to recognize that you can't always do things in a silo per se. So you have to access data, let's say, that maybe is in a different system. And so you need to involve the IT team as well as the business partner team to be able to do that. Um, The IT team has a responsibility for the enterprise and has to ensure data protection, data security, and overall governance of the systems that we transact. And data integrity is very key. So I think it's a fine line where you have to walk to ensure that you help the business to be as agile as it needs to be and as as productive as it needs to be, as well as ensuring that you, as an organization, whether you're in IT or you're in the business group, that you're ensuring that you protect the enterprise to the best ability that you can. So I think it's a collaborative effort to ensure that you accomplish all of those goals. I love our Lightning platform. I kind of think of it as workflow on steroids because it is so easy to automate business processes and drive efficiency and drive improved workflow and drive responsiveness and be able to interact with other systems as well. Because as I mentioned earlier, you know, most IT groups, we have a plethora of different technologies that we've deployed over the years as technology has changed. And we can't always replace it all at one time. So inevitably, I've got data that I might need to interact with that lives in a multitude of different systems. And thankfully, using the Lightning platform, it doesn't care. So I can pull in data from a mainframe environment. I can pull in data from an ERP system. I can pull in data from a mobility or web-based system, and I can surface it through the Salesforce platform using Lightning. And the user has really no need to know or doesn't even realize where that other data is coming from because inevitably, we've got to 
be able to surface it in a way that they can use it to make good business sense and to automate whatever process it is that they're trying to leverage. We hope you enjoyed this episode of IT Visionaries. You can check out all episodes, show notes, and more by visiting itvisionaries.co. From all of us here at The Mission and the team at Salesforce, we look forward to having you join us for season two. Thank you for listening. Thank you again to our friends at Salesforce. IT Visionaries is brought to you by the Lightning Platform by Salesforce, a leading cloud platform that makes building AI-powered apps faster and easier. With Salesforce, now everyone can build apps for their organization. Learn more at salesforce.com slash buildapps.